Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dibbly Dobblers Cricket Podcast. As always, I am your main host, Callum, and as always, I am joined by producer, director, dinner lady, shoe shiner, rope untangler. No, you did most of the untangling. I did do most untangling. I just um, walked the length yes. of Victoria Park and Aberfeldy uh, holding on to the end of the rope. <laughs> Measuring tape that's cut a foot short. <laughs> Measurer. Um, really lots of... In, yeah, right. Hi, I'm Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> you all right? I'm all right, aye. I mean... Well, you dried no, out? I, I'm not dried out, no. <laughs> it's... I mean, there's yeah. just... Uh, just because people will be wondering what the heck we're talking about. We <laughs> Same <were> as normal. <laughs> squaring the wicket tonight. Um... You know, it's good. It's, it's only in the middle of April and we start soon. But, you know, it's good. We're screwing up the wicket. So that's... Uh, yeah, it was it's not been rolled yet. <laughs> not been rolled, <laughs> not been cut. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it's still actually going to be in better condition than last year. Though, I genuinely so. think it already is. But <laughs> I'm not even joking. Just by the rain. Not even joking. What were the scores at the start of the season? Like 47, 46, I think we got bowled out uh, for in the first game of the I year last there, year. So that's, that's your fault. We bowled a team out for 19 early in the, early in the year, didn't we? I didn't you and Ethan and yeah, not me at all. I think I took like four for four yeah. or something in that game. Yeah. So yeah, so it's going to be better than that, hopefully. It um, should be. should be. Surely God. Well, anyway, on this episode though, we're not talking about quality Bredalbin Div 1 cricket. We are touching on the Eastern Premier League. We are. Um, so we've got an interview, haven't we? First yep. up. Joined by a couple of different clubs, actually. Five uh, for four, got two. Yeah, that's about le- that's about our level. That it is, but I mean, we got our reliables, didn't we? I that's think it. that's the most the two most frequent guests um, that we've got on. So, um, Persil from Meagle and um, Jack Hogarth from Forfarshire um, joined us to discuss the upcoming Eastern Premier League season, and uh, you can enjoy that right now. Welcome to Purcell and Jack Hogarth. Purcell representing Meagle and Jack Hogarth from Forfarshire. How are you doing tonight, guys? Very well, thanks, lads. Cheers for having me again. Should have asked them one at a time, shouldn't you? They're trying to work out how to speak. That's poor for me. Me and (laughs) and Purcell are just looking at each other. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I let you start, Andrew. (laughs) Well, we'll run with that. We'll run with that. Look, Jack's just watching the football. That's a shambles. <laughs> <laughs> it is so right. Game, so sorry. we've got we've got the Pereira on for our Eastern Premier League preview episode. We were ho- hoping to have all the SPCU clubs represented, but I suppose we'll catch up with the others during the season. No, they uh, had their chance. Done. <laughs> did, um, did nobody from our broth reply? Oh, oh wait, oh, 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 there it is. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> right, well, we'll come to you, Persil, first. Um, Meagle, back in the big time. Um, how are you? How are you feeling? How's the preparation been coming into the your return to the Eastern Premier League? Yeah, feeling feeling pretty good about it. It's different second time round, obviously. Um, always about a wee bit of experience of it. Uh, I think the the Big Village Cup games we've played as well the last couple of years too. Um, you know, we've thrown ourselves in the T20 for a few years as well, playing better teams. So we've played a lot of good teams, a lot of good cricketers, know what's needed for that step up. So there's no no assurances that that uh, things will go better than last time. But but I do feel like we've just the feeling about the camp because you've been there and you've done it. There's yeah. less. There's no fear factor. There's a lot of sort of nervous energy the first time. Plus we had the whole COVID year as well. So we're we went up in 2019 and we had to basically wait a whole year. It was like the longest pre-season in history. So, yeah, it's been quite good to uh, have a normal sort of play. Obviously, we've, you win the league, you have a playoff, a bit of downtime, and then start building up again. So, yeah, it's 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 good to have had that experience. Obviously, we'd have liked not to have got relegated. It's a pretty hellish experience, to be honest. But, um, you know, in, in the end, these things can be quite quite positive, you can take a lot of positive from it. So we know what to expect and yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, and you've made sort of three or four 
signings over this close season as well. Um, do you want to talk us through talk us through them if you can remember? Yeah, them all? yeah, uh, yeah. No, <laughs> we can't. It's like not, spot, it's like not in a <laughs> forest. At, uh, <laughs> Andrew and I were messing back and forth, and he was trying to get things out of me. But but I'm, the, the boys will tell you until until things are hundred percent, I never I never get get carried away. So yeah, we're we're three signings, so we've, we've not really lost anyone. A couple of guys are. Level older probably won't 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 feature as well or, or very much. Uh, got a few uh, homegrown young lads who, who may feature uh, probably more than T Twenty and things like that. And, and and we'll see how they go in the Scottish Cup, Billy's Cup coming in um, in, in some of those days. Um, but yeah, the three guys that have come in all all very all very uh, exciting players. So we've signed Sammy Ejaz uh, from Strathmore. He's a bit of a friend of the club. He's been around the club quite a lot. He, you know, he's played at high school. He's played at Strathy got friends in the club so he he's kind of slotted in but it kind of feels like he's been there for ages like he, he would come and watch all our village cup games he was down in, in Lancashire when we won down there and famous win down there which was a great day so he's yeah he's, he's kind of part of the furniture already um offers a lot with the ball he's been part of the the SACA in the South Asian Cricket Academy and squad yeah. so he's he's benefited a lot a lot from that the, the coaching team there um have, have done great work on him um, Colin Sillers and, and Kyle Kutzer and uh, Saeed Majid and, and, and some Saeedis guys, you know. So uh, he's he's feeling a bit of pace over the winter, which is which is great. Um, and uh, he's looking real fit. Um, and, and obviously, know what we can do with the bat. So so he's one that we hope to get for a while. And finally, we've got him. Um, the other one from Strathy that we I think uh, I think Liam was saying in his podcast that we. Uh, we'd also met them as well. Uh, side of the bag too, but uh, Tian Britz, uh, South African overseas player from last year. Um, I mean, he was injured for a wee while last year. His stats are unbelievable. He scored five hundred runs in the T Twenty alone. Um, and tell me about it. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> Post traumatic stress syndrome. Um, yeah, some some player. Um, you know, uh, he's fortunate with a couple of cracking South Africans in the past, obviously. Brian Watson, Starbucks, when you come over and um, Sarah Profi and, and Paul Harris, you know, played some guns for Africans back in the day. So nice, nice to have a South African back in, in Migo, um, which is which is great. Um, so we'll, we'll see what Tian can do. He's, he's a really nice guy as well. That's something that, that really struck me last year when I when I spent a bit of time in his company a few times as well. Not not just a serious player, but a good bloke. And, and it's good to show the young guys you can be both rather than, you know, have to, have to be something that you're not. Yeah. He's, he's one of the other signings. And then um, Addy Hegde from Gordonians, who's a young uh, left arm, uh, slow left arm spinner, um, cracking bat as well. Um, 300 odd runs last year, did not very many games for Gordos, um, playing playing for his country at age group level too. So it was just something we, we probably needed, someone that could turn the ball a bit more. We've got some um, slower bowlers that you can set a field to, which is great, but I think it's going to be great to have someone that can give it a bit of a rag too. So Three, three exciting signings. As I said, we've got some young lads pushing through ourselves. Ian Christie, Matthew Sinclair, Fred Kelly, they'll, they'll hopefully start to edge in as well and, and kind of mean that uh, we'll bring our average age down a wee bit as well. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's looking all right. You know, it's, it's one of those ones you don't want to get too carried away because, you know, you can train well in pre-season and what have you, but it comes down to, to the games and, and there'll obviously be, be a couple of tough days at the office. It's one day cricket. You can be uh, you know, great one week and, and next week maybe things don't, don't fall for you. So we'll have to be resilient and bounce back a couple of times, I'm sure. But yeah, I'm I'm feeling that, that they're as prepared as they can be. You know, an amateur team, you only see them maybe once, twice a week. So um, when they're there, the guys are really putting in a shift all through the indoors and now outdoors. So, uh, you know, I don't feel like I could ask any more of them. I don't feel anyone slacking. I don't feel like anyone, I'm not chasing anybody up for, for more effort, which is great. You know, obviously, Kind of saying, you know, work on this, work on that, but um, yeah, effort is there in spades. So, so yeah, I think we're just waiting to. We've got a tour this weekend, um, and then a couple more friendly uh, games the weekend after, and then yeah, just waiting to go for for the end of April. Oh, we're going to tour, and um, yeah. we are going to. That's uh, <laughs> the delay from uh, our fairly technology. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we're going to uh, Jason Saturday and then Carlisle on Sunday. All right, nice. T20 on Sunday. 
and then uh, started in yeah at Nunham. It's a great great deck. So I uh, really like like it as a ground and and got got a few good good players. So at Dumfries too. So I think it'll be a real good 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 be workout down there. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. I don't know if Jack's really excited about you guys going down to Dumfries. So I've got a good, no, 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 both, both actually. <laughs> Some of this happened in football, but more importantly, are you staying in Dumfries on the Saturday? No, I'm staying in Carlisle. Oh, you've you've missed out majorly, majorly. <laughs> Honestly, what really? a place Dumfries is. Really. <laughs> We had in 2019, we had the grand final at Grange on the Saturday and then had the T20 final at Dumfries on the Sunday. And we went down and stayed over on the Saturday and it was one of the best nights of my life. Honestly, incredible place. I didn't know what to expect, but honestly. Has Richard really paid you to say that? Just out of interest. <laughs> <laughs> ambassador. No. Bad ambassador for Dumfries. Yeah. I actually I actually always forget he's from there. And I always talk so highly of the place and realise he's from there. I'm like, oh no, really <laughs> the uh, yeah, I mean I've got I've got family down there, so I've had um yeah, a couple of nights out in Dumfries. I wouldn't write home about it, I've got to say, but <laughs> I, I might have just gone on a good night, but honestly, it was... What that shows you is the difference between being drunk in Dumfries and being sober in Dumfries. Oh, no. So well, one, of my, yeah. one of the nights out I had in Dumfries was the weekend of my 18th birthday, so I was three Bacardi Breeze. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Mad with that. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Hoagie, you've jumped in, so we'll, we'll come and speak to you then. So, Forfs, obviously a great year yes. last year. Um fell short in the league, which I'm sure you guys kind of are maybe looking to to write that this year, would that be fair to say? Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, last year, um yeah, it was obviously it was really tight between Oscarange and Harriet's last year. Um and I think I think a lot of people think it'll be he's at the post. I think a lot of people think it will be a similar sort of thing there. Um, obviously, we've added Lyle Robertson from Falkland, um, really exciting young player. Um, managed to keep Leeski and managed to keep the overseas Jack O'Neill from last year. So um, we feel like we've got a really strong team, but then you're always up against Edinburgh, Daddy Money, buying <laughs> everybody they can see. So. That's always a good challenge, but we feel like we're in a really good place from last year. Um, and also just having gone to Spain there and learned a lot out there. Um, so, yeah, as I say, looking to improve from where we finished in the league last year and do if we could do what we did in the Cups last year, that would be that would be brilliant. Where where do you obviously you've mentioned having Lyle, which is a big loss to Falkland. Probably Meagle quite happy that you've taken Lyle um off Falkland, I would imagine. Where where do you see obviously you're trying to go one step further kind of thing this year? Where do you sort of see yeah. him slotting in into the into quite a strong side? Uh that's a million dollar question, isn't it? How because we've got so many batters as well. It's you know, we we spoke to a few people about coming this year because we were unsure what was happening with Fleeski and there was a potential of a few people, but it's a quite a hard sell when we've got so many all-rounders as well. It, it's, like, quite hard to fit people in, but for me personally, I don't know if this will happen or not, but for me personally, like, when I've played 18 cricket and stuff with Lyle, he opens the bowling a lot as well. And I feel like that's something that he does quite effectively. He's got a good arm ball, bone around the wicket, and he bowls at a good pace. Um, so I think that's an option we could explore. But obviously in the middle, um, economy and stuff in the league last year was really good and for the A-team. So he could easily come in the middle with myself, Leesky, Jack O'Neill, etc. Um, and with the bat, probably... 
hard to say really. It's a hard top six to get into. Um, I'm think I'm sure that's where he'll want to bat. It'll be interesting to see how that transpires. With you've got sort of from five down, you've got Calm Garden, Scott Cameron, um, myself, and Lyle. So I think it will just be whoever starts doing well makes puts runs on the board and cements a place. Um, but as I say, it's a it's a good headache to have having that many options and then you've still got people like Lewis James after that so you're sort of batting all the way down to 9 and 10 Yep So, so basically you don't know it's bits and pieces playing is that? <laughs> nah 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 As long as, long as he does what take, he did take your bat last, yeah. and use up your overs Jack to be honest he, he very might well take my bat and slot, but as long as he makes runs, uh, I, then I don't care. But if he doesn't make runs and takes my bat and slot, I'll be saying something. Can I imagine that happening? You saying something? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm a man of few words. I'm in a, um, yeah, but no, we're hoping we're hoping that um, he can hit the ground running. Um, he's obviously good friends with quite a few of us as well, so. Uh, he slotted in really nicely, to be honest, as we kind of expected what would happen. So now if he hits the ground running um, and we we start well, I think I think we're in Edinburgh three out of the four first of our first games. So we're we're pretty good away from home last year. We need to need to replicate that early doors. And what's Purcell's obviously touched on what Meagle are doing in the preseason. What what's your guys' schedule looking like for that? Uh, so it was our one was a bit strange, really, because obviously we had we had Spain, so we had sort of we trained from we trained from mid no, um just indoor stuff while the nets were getting done up. But so finally the nets are almost. We're back training in there now. They're pretty much all sorted. So we had a little block there and then we had sort of a month and a half block of training there and training outside just before Spain, completely T10-based, which was interesting. It's a lot of fun. Just balls going everywhere, really. Um, And now we've come back from that, had a little break. (laughs) Yeah, I see that a lot, especially when I'm bowling you, apparently. (laughs) I thought I'd get that in there before Personally, you get you that in there. So, Jack for sex. You heard about that. <laughs> the person's on mute, so we can't hear him. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I did. The, the one you did in, was it your office? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some indecent PE teacher shorts. They were a bit short, those shorts. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took from that. That's the most views we've ever had on that episode. <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> Um, you, you needed Spain for some time in those days, but, uh, but yeah, <laughs> see if you can do it again, we'll get eh? One small, yeah. Game. Listen, that's that's my that's what I say. Let's just see if you can do it again. But unfortunately, in Spain, there was a few people that could do it again and again and again and again, yeah. as Bryce Auction found out. But I really shouldn't. I really shouldn't be saying that because he'll take that to heart. But, but I, to be well, fair, I got there's I, no editing on this podcast, Bryce so it's in the cut. Job, so. Nah, nah. I got Bryce a job the other week, so he'll be he'll be happy. I've got a few in me for him. But uh, nah, so now we're just back. Had a little break after Spain, um, and just back training in the dome now, both Tuesday and Thursdays, um, trying to get outside when we can. It's been a bit tricky. Um, we got hybrid wickets put on the square, so the square's a bit out of use at the minute, trying to get them ready for the season, which will be interesting. Don't really know what to expect. Don't know if any of you know anything about hybrid wicket. I no. certainly don't. As long as it spins as much spun last year, I don't care. <laughs> uh, so what have you got? Have you got friendlies coming up this weekend and next weekend? Well, we were meant to play our broth on Saturday. That's been called off tonight. Uh, they can't get their square ready, unfortunately. Uh, so next week we are playing Clydesdale at Fort Hill. 
be a good, good and preparation that's for the year. And we're straight. But as I say, I think because of Spain and stuff, we've we didn't have much of a break. I think I had a month off and then we've just trained basically the whole way through and then had a pretty full on tournament, had a week off and then got back into training. So to be yeah. honest, the boys are raring to go to be up like Boys looking really good. Everyone's champing the bit to just get out there and play. I think, um, and then sort of, I know you start missing games and stuff. So now we're looking forward to. Um, I'd say just want to get outside now because it feels like I've been inside for a for a wee while after Spain. Um, yeah, well, the hands, yeah, yeah, the hands might take a wee bit of getting used to because it's not quite uh, Malaga out there at the minute. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, it's a hard life, Jack. Eh? It's a hard life. <laughs> it's a tough right. life. Uh, it's tough. Well, it's good to hear what you've been doing in pre- and you know transfers and things like this. But you know, it's time we ask you some tough questions. So, Purcell, who are you backing to win the EPL this year? Oh, who do I back to win the league? I yeah. would. I would stay in Caledonia. I would back for sure. Oh, great yeah. answer. And I'd say that if Pokey wasn't. Five minutes along the road. <laughs> 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 it reached my front door in about five minutes, so really currently abide. So, uh, but no, I, I think, well, I, as he says, he signed someone of the quality of Lyle, who's an outstanding uh, prospect, big, big future with Scotland, full team. And you're wondering where, where does he slot in? I mean, that's how that's how able that squad is. And yeah, yeah there's boys that play in that second team that are really, really unfortunate and. To, to miss out because of in other clubs would be in and you know and waiting in the wings about Thomas Knight who's an incredible young talent coming through so yeah it's I think in some ways some and, and I speak as a team that plays in quite a few cups like if you do well in cups though sometimes it can add pressure on your league or you know late in the season so that's the only thing you, you see it in the football you know Liverpool Man City but in recent years tried to win four things and end up with one or two you know it's it's hard to do everything. Um, of course, I've gone guy close a couple of times, to be fair, but it, it is tough to battle on every front. So, um, yeah, I, that that's the only thing that could maybe take it to all. Like, you could almost be a victim of your own success. I've played a lot of games. These guys have played Scotland Day, they play Cali Islanders. So if the body starts to feel it late on, maybe they're hanging on with K-Tape and ibuprofen late in the season. But, no, I, I, think, uh, I think that it'd be great to see See them do it and uh, keep the title out of Edinburgh. A lot of love for Edinburgh on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, well, Jack, I'm then going to come to you with a different question because I, I know who you're going to hope to yeah. win the league. I think, yeah. hopefully, Purcell, you know, our friends, you guys at Meagle, but hopefully, I don't take too much offence. I think, in reality, probably the three favourite teams to go down this year are probably. The three Strathmore Union clubs that, aside from Force, I don't think that would be too unfair to say that, you know, based on the last few seasons and whatnot. So, Jack, who are you backing? Will be nice. Who are you backing to stay up out of those three? We want two of them. (laughs) (laughs) So, you don't have to be cool Um... and say who's going to be relegated, but you are. So, in all honesty, I think all three of them will stay up. Oh, oh, right, okay. Who have you got going down then? I think Christophan are going to struggle. That's my prediction. Someone big recently. Well, Hogie told know, they the, signing someone. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna need to sign somebody because oh, they're too big. <laughs> Hogie's gossip. Is that what it is? We've lost him. Pretty much. Yeah, well, Caleb Whiteford's a good bowler. He got injured, missed half the season. And then Naylor and Dickinson pretty much carried them. They've got the yeah. guy, West, George West, a good player, but I'm not sure if they have definitely, definitely signed these boys. If they have, then I think they'll be okay. But as, as it stands, they definitely, I think, need to get somebody in. Um, which is actually quite sad because they did really well last year. 
and improved a lot, but I suppose money talks in Edinburgh, so that's the end of that. Um, but yeah. I think that's uh, tough. I think that I actually, and I'm not just saying this because the but as I say, with the signings I've made. Sam Ejaz is a really good cricketer. I've coached him a few times and been really impressed by him growing up playing against him. Um, I've seen firsthand what TM Brits can do. Um, he's, a, he's a really, really good talent. Um, he has much, but um, with the players who already have had in them, and there'll be no problems there. Um, Stonywood sort of, Stonywood can go on a bit of a bad run. Um, and they did that towards the end of last year, so they really need to avoid doing something like that. They're the ones that do worry me a little bit. Um, but again, Falkland, Falkland have signed a couple of players as well, which I think should be enough to to keep them up. So the two, yeah, the two that I would be more worried about would be Stonywood and Kostofen, depending on who they sign. Stu Mel as well are always. And then around it, um, they've signed Riyad Henry. But again, I don't know if the pro from last year is coming back, but if they got them to, they rely very heavily on them. So I'm going to say, an outside strange prediction, I'm going to say Christophan. Oh, well, there we go. Please yeah. me wrong. Sounds like you're getting my and I hate playing at Christophen, so I really hope they go down. <laughs> Me... <laughs> I absolutely, Stu Mel and Christophen, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. Ah, I love the honesty. I really do. Not, not for me. <laughs> not for me. Yeah, to be fair, I'm back in Meagle for mid-table this year as well. Um, I've ah. heard it said quite widely that, that that's the expectation that everyone has on you, so... um. Hope you can back it up. <laughs> oh, thanks for all the pressure. Please pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, like you know, obviously you, you don't you don't go up to fail there. Um, no. I, I do think this time we do feel better prepared. We do feel you know a bit and uh, more strength in the batting department. Last time we were really good um, bowling side, fielding side, but we just didn't we just didn't uh, cut the mustard with the bat to be honest. So. Um, that was an area that needed needed addressed, and these young lads that I'm saying that are coming through, they're just not quite there yet. So, um, yeah, you, you know, you need to look look externally, don't you? So, yeah, ho- hopefully we're not just hanging on for dear life at the end, like like last time. We can maybe look a wee bit further up, but you know, lots and lots of good players, lots of good teams. So, yeah, there's no no givens in in this league. It's really really competitive. So, yeah, we'll see where we are in a few weeks' time and reassess, and hopefully we can. Start to live up to some of these uh, uh, predictions people are making. It's very kind of people to say these things, but at the end of the day, you've got to, you've got to make them happen. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, the, the time on our, our Zoom call is, is getting yes. very close because we're too cheap to pay for a, a membership. So um, <laughs> I think we'll have to wrap it up there. But yeah, wish both of you um, all the best of luck for the season ahead. Uh, and I'm sure we'll catch up with both of you. I know, Hoagie, you're going to be a regular. Um, in oh, the weeks ahead, aren't you? Exclusive. I, mean, I think we've mentioned it before. Haven't oh, we? Just, yeah. just yeah. hanging around like a bad smell, me. Just yeah, trying to get much. as much airtime as I can. <laughs> <laughs> watch yeah. football less, though. That'd be great. <laughs> that would be. I'm, would I'm be. trying, but I'm trying. <laughs> and yeah, personally, you it's what your third appearance, and I'm sure there'll be there'll be another one at least through the season. Um, so yeah. We'll be at your door again. <laughs> but yeah, so all the best. I'll come, the to, I'll come to Stoby, Jack. We'll do it live. From <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Bring your bullet fo- bulletproof vest in. It should be all right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all the best for the season ahead. Yeah, guys. Um, and we'll, we'll catch up with you again soon. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for having us on. Cheers. Bye. Big thanks to Purcell and Hoagie for joining us once again. Um, and yeah, best of luck to both of you and your clubs um, as we Absolutely. move into the season. Um, hope you both do fantastically well. 
Well, unless Purcell's playing second I say 11 cricket and against us, then I hope he does less well. I'm not sure Purcell will be actually performing much in the EPL. I don't know, we didn't actually ask him that, but I think... No, Purcell's but he's head coach, so... Ah. Yeah. Head cheerleader. His, his lads. His yeah. boys. Modern yeah. lads. Yeah. Anyway, um, we're going to give some of our thoughts on what's going to happen this year. <sighs> I mean, we should, Ken. We do have a, our own podcast, so yeah. throw my best at we share our own opinion yeah let's do that then so uh yeah eastern premier league is all the chat in this episode so um on you go callum <laughs> yeah, I, d- I mean <sighs> purcell had hinted that he thought fourths i would imagine hoagie would have also thought the same i just could have been bothered to ask him and just hear the you know the answer he'd have sat on the fence to be honest he, he that probably, probably a, a politician's yeah. answer um but obviously, he will be hoping that they will come out victorious. I still think it's hard to look past Heriots unless I've not heard that the squad is decimated. Um, so I think it's quite hard. I mean, they've just got quality players left, right and centre. Whether that's due to, as Jack says, daddy money, who knows? <laughs> but the reality of it is, is they've got Absolutely. Yeah, I mean they lose sport. they lose Mark Watt and they're able to go and replace him with a skipper and leading wicket taker of one of the other Edinburgh clubs. So yeah. um and we touched on yeah. last year about how they'd kinda strengthened even further and you know and signed bowlers who they didn't seem to need and things like that. So and part of that is covering international players. Still think it's probably quite hard to look past them and I think we've touched on it before. I th- I still look at Forbes seam bowling attack yeah absolutely and yeah. I still think that's a sort of glaring weakness that they probably possess undoubtedly a fantastic squad and they do have some very good seamers as well y- but yeah. yeah it's I think I do still think that squad is a seamer short probably um, yes but yeah um, but I still think they'll they'll be there or thereabouts. Um, they, there is, as I said, there's quality throughout that squad. Um, they bat all the way down, um, pretty much. Um, yeah, I think I would be. I mean, I would be expecting, to be honest, the top three to be the same top yeah. three. I, yeah. I, I I'm not expecting to see a massive change. So then you had coming down from the last season, you had Carlton at fourth. I would imagine they'll be challenging for there or thereabout again. Um, they'll be expecting to come top half, so I don't see a big change there. Um, yeah. And Watsonians are the other ones. So they've still got Ollie Hales, I believe, at the club, even though he's stepped down from international cricket. I believe yep. he's still Think there. So. Heard Watsonians linked with quite a few names over the sort of off-season period, but not actually seen any confirmation as to exactly who they've managed to secure the services of. But they're a good; they'll be a good team. They'll be another good mid-table team. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um. <laughs> Jack obviously touched on Kostorfin as being his sort of favourites to go down and again that's it's a difficult one to comment on completely because I think a lot of that is based on some potential rumours that are circulating that they may well lose some further well they've lost Dickinson to Heriots I believe um, and there's some chatter that they may have lost more than that yeah um, but as is quite often the case, in fact, no, it, what you're looking at there, they have lost. Yeah, Starfin have lost Naylor. Yeah, so Naylor's yeah. gone to Watsonians. Right, um, I, I and Watsonians what's 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 have confirmed that on the twenty fourth of March on right. their Twitter. Okay. So that one is confirmed. Yeah. Right, so that <laughs> is confirmed. So go. I mean, that is a massive <laughs> signing for Watsonians. Probably just gives them that sort of another player of quality, and really probably should. To me, step them. I mean, they were sixth last year, so it's not like they were a million miles away. Yeah, yeah. But I would expect probably them and Carlton to be making up the last of the top half. Yeah. Um. So Kostorfin are kind of getting body blows left, right, and centre. It seems, and probably are going to be struggling. Um. 
I do. I mean, I'd be looking at it. I genuinely think Meagle have got a chance at sixth. Um, I, I think can even push a bit further than that, to be perfectly honest. With the signings they've made, I, I genuinely believe that that, that Meagle side this year looks decent. Uh, that's excluding fourths, I would think it, it looks like one of the strongest sides in the SPCU in recent years, I would say. Yeah, I don't think that's unfair. They seem to have a lot of bases covered yep. um, by all accounts. Um, again, I mean, Purcell spoke about Sammy kind of coming on with the ball. I suppose it'll be interesting to see how their sort of seam attack probably stacks up. Um, I I could see them having runs, and I think on their day I can see them posting some quite good totals. Mm -hmm. um, I still probably do look at their bowling attack slightly and just wonder how will it deal with that step up. In and I suppose that's still where there's a bit of questions around their squad. I, I would say that's probably how will it cope with stepping up the way. Um, yeah, I think, that, I think that's probably fair. So, but I, I could, I, I'd probably be backing them to come in, yeah, sixth. I'd probably be saying, if Storf and I'll get in decimated, probably Stu Mel would be who I'd then be expecting next. Um, Riyad Henry came across from Fergusley as Fergus coach. Coach, yeah. Yep. I'm just double-checking in my head if it definitely was Fergusley came across from. Uh, came across coach, but even on the pitch, he's a good signing to yeah, have Yeah, absolutely. Made. I mean, he, he showed that. It, no, 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 yeah, he, he had some strong performances in the Cup, certainly at the back end of last year. Don't pay that close attention to what happens in the league in the West. Um, yeah, he's been one yeah, of the leading players in the West for quite a number of years. So, yeah. you know, he's, he's definitely a strong signing there. Um, uh, yeah, touch on perhaps the struggles of Kostorfin, and but I do see that Stonywood and Falkland, there could be some struggles there. Falkland, I w was led to believe that there is a pro due to sign, but I don't know if it's a situation where, as with previous years, there's been some issues with paperwork, uh, getting paperwork processed for professional or just overseas players. Um, so I don't know. And to yeah. be honest, them having a pro or not, is likely to make a massive difference to how their season goes. Um, lost Castles from last year due to... Well, he's injured, but I think by all accounts they were going to lose him anyway yeah. from conversations yeah. with people from Falkland. They had kind of accepted that. And obviously they've lost Lyle as well. Yeah. Um, so that's... <sighs> I mean, well, Harsha had a very good season for them last year. Um, so, but... My understanding was he was actually going to go pro for the twos um, based on the, the signing, but I've not heard anything yeah. on that. Um, Interesting to see what happens there. Yes. Um, and Stonywood? Um, so they initially seemed to have planned to have Gareth Walmerins back as their overseas amateur, but yep. uh, I believe there was... He's not eligible to be an amateur anymore, basically. Yeah. Um, so... That's not happening. So that's a blow because he was one of their top performers last year. I've not seen the announcement of any replacement. We've seen Sean Walmerins has been announced, but I think he's announced he for their second. He was a twos amateur, I believe. Yeah, um, I'm sure that's what I'd seen. So um, we'll so have the joys of playing against him. Instead. That'll be fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, these overseas players in Division 1, that's going to be great fun for us, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, yeah. they've obviously, they lost, well, their skipper, Jamie King, who started the season last season as their skipper, stepped down towards tail end of the season. Um, I'm yet to see whether he is still around this mm -hmm. year. There, uh, again, it was one of these that kind of on the rumour mill that there seemed to be some suggestions that perhaps he was stepping down due to the fact he wouldn't be here this mm -hmm. season. Um, I don't know whether that's founded or not. But, I mean, Stonywood really were saved by a very good start to the season last year. Yeah, they started well, and then it was it was poor for sort of the last three quarters, really. Yeah. They had a good, strong first quarter and then totally fell apart. Um, so they'll, they'll certainly be hoping that that doesn't repeat itself. Um, 
But yeah, yeah. I've not seen a lot of it. I mean, I think I would imagine Falkland and Stonywood will be very much within that relegation dogfight again this year. Um, and you know, obviously, we are an SPCU supporting podcast, so um, you know, we obviously want Kostarfan to go down. Absolutely. Um, or if one, or if any of the other Edinburgh teams have or Heriots, Heriots down, that'd be grand. <laughs> I mean, that would be quite the turnaround. It, it really would. <laughs> can't can't quite see it myself, but <laughs> well, I mean, it would be a story <laughs> and a half. It would, um, yeah. So interesting, um, and yeah, a very competitive season ahead. It's, it's not certainly not clear cut at either end of the table. Um, and I wouldn't rule out there being some surprise packages in there. Um, someone making a run that you maybe don't expect to make a run or someone struggling that, that yeah, you would otherwise expect to be pretty good. I think if you kind of can keep things... Uh, the EPL, yeah, okay, you're not going to be challenging under these circumstances, but if you can kind of keep yourself quite solid throughout most of the season, and even if you just have a mini run at yeah. some point, that's easy enough to get you into the middle section and I think you know that for this area that would be an excellent thing to see there being some breakthrough in that sort of you know fourths have been kind of carrying the torch for the last few years but seeing that breakthrough able to happen and not just happen this season but cemented that actually you know this area is able to not just with fourths battle against the Edinburgh sides but the other teams and you know, and I think we talked, we spoke to Purcell. I think it, you know, for a little place like Meagle, they are doing a fine job of. They seem to have amassed a, a, a decent yeah. squad. Um, and Purcell touched on some young lads that we have we played against last year. Yeah. Um, look like they've got bright futures ahead of them, and you know they are, you know, very much sort of batting above their average. Um, in how they probably should perform. Um, so yeah, absolutely, but I mean, full credit to them. They've they've got a lot of guys there that have put the dedicated work in and got the club to, to wear and, and and they're there on merit um, yeah. yeah so absolutely full credit to, to them getting there so yeah so obviously I think that this is really the first in our sort of pre-season um, preview shows um, yeah. so we've got EPL coming up uh, no, EPL is done, th- this is the EPL. the EPL. Yeah, so we're going to uh, do the Northeast Championship next week. Oh, oh, you'll keep me right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then we'll do Division One and Two. Um, the week after that, yeah, um, I'll, I'll talk about myself. You talk about for yourself. A whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> the guest on that one is me. <laughs> I'm not even going to bother. I'll just leave you to yeah, it. Just, it's, just <laughs> it's just a monologue of me. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So, but. As always, there is other rumblings going on in Scottish cricket. Um, it seems like Scottish cricket and Twitter is <laughs> just insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, do we have to? <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't oh, have to. Go. I think it just no. is insane. It, it is. is. It, it is, yeah. Um, uh, on you go. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's just the, the thing's just a mess. It's, it's, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, obviously, the... The chair at Cricket Scotland has now stood down, um, Anjan Luthra, um, since we last recorded our podcast. Um, yeah, the whole thing's a horrible mess, um, and it serves absolutely no one well. Um, some of the stuff that Anjan Luthra put on Twitter in the sort of immediate couple of days after his uh, after his resignation, um, it's stuff that I think there had been rumblings about and that yeah. the wider cricket community feared was the case. Um, and it, it seems that it is the way that so many people seem to, to think it is. that There's just no progress. Um, and I really struggle to see how Cricket Scotland can move on from all of the troubles that, that it's currently got. Um, yeah, it feels, uh, like, it feels like there's no winners. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and there are fears for the game kind of from the top to the bottom. I think ultimately club cricket will survive because there's enough people that want to go out on a Saturday and play club cricket. Yep. And so there'll be enough people that will want to organise 
club cricket. Um, well, and a lot of club cricket is largely actually not organised by, you know, it's not centrally organised by Cricket Scotland. Absolutely, it's, it's done by the, by the sort of regional yeah. boards and all of that stuff. So ultimately, I think, well, we'll those of us that, that love the game and love to go out and, and spend our, our Saturdays in the summer or Sundays in the summer playing the game, we'll, we'll still have that opportunity. Um, but what goes on above that, it is just a bit of a shambles at the moment. Um, and it, it is really concerning because I feel like, certainly on the international stage, you look at the progress that Scotland have made in both men's and women's cricket over the last yep. five, ten years, um, has been impressive. And there has been the calls sort of across of, well, Scotland must be the next cab off the rank for full member status and that we should see Scotland playing test match cricket, which is what we all absolutely want to see um, because the vast majority of us still believe that that is the ultimate form of the game. Yep. Um, Although seems to be something that cricket's on have given up on, interestingly. Now, maybe that's part of the... You know, obviously, the, I, there looks like there will be quite... Well, we had a significant change at the top, and I yeah. imagine we will see another significant change at the top. What that looks like... Uh, who knows? Who, knows? who yeah. wants to come in at the top? Well, that's the thing. It's uh, how how do you attract someone into that job? Oh, I mean, I d- why why would anyone take the job? Yeah, because there's all obviously there's all the the changing the boundaries report and all that sort of stuff that, yeah. that desperately needs needs addressed and addressed properly. Um, but the organisation as a whole is close to insolvency. Is yeah. if is what we're led to believe. Um, in terms of the the sort of data and things they have on the the demographic of the people that are playing the game, the registration system isn't fit for purpose, so that all needs to be addressed. And I know there are plans in the work yep. for a new system to come in. Um, but why would you want to lead an organisation where it just doesn't seem to have? Um, it, it just doesn't seem to have itself together um, and, and on a clear path as to how it comes through all these things. Um, it'll take someone pretty bold to, to get it out of the, well, the mental sense. And the thing is, is we've actually, I mean, in this week, we've seen, you know, the governing party in Holyrood kind of coming out and further sticking the knife into things as well. And it, like, uh, um, let's not <laughs> take this down a political Debate or I anything. Mean, if they are, th- yeah. <laughs> but it's stones and glass houses. <laughs> well, I mean, absolutely. And as I say, that's why we're not going to take this down a political debate or anything like that. But the problem is, is actually that what we seem to have is a situation where externally we have a we we now appear to have a lot of voices that have got quite a significant amount of influence but actually very, very little knowledge as yeah. to what the actual situation is and things like that. Um, you know, I think we ha- it, it is an issue we've tried to steer away from. You know, we've kind of slightly touched on it briefly. It's something we have little experience of and feel would not be appropriate, therefore, for us to speak yeah, about the issue. Yeah. Like, And nobody, uh, I'm not saying nobody, the vast majority of people have no issue with people having an issue with racism or anything like that. Um, but I think we also want to see that the game moves forward and we seem to just have a big brick wall in front of us right now. Um, and I think it's as two podcasters who, I mean, part of the reason we want to do this is we want to take the game out to more people. and Absolutely, yeah. And promote a game that we all love and things like that. And actually... It feels like it should be a game that we're embarrassed about, and I—I'll be honest—I don't see that in, I, I, you know, we we're in, we're in a club where, you know, we have at least I, I see four y- different y- nationalities, you know, and yeah, it's, you know we're not all white guys and all that kind of thing, and you know we've played at Perth, who again it's not, you know, I th- I'm just think we're getting portrayed in the wrong way. Um, as not being inclusive, and maybe in other yeah, I think it's key that that there was governance failings at Cricket Scotland and the Western uh, Union at their organisational levels. Um, not, I'm absolutely not in any way saying that there isn't racism in Scottish cricket. 
Um, but Scottish cricket is not institutionally racist, um, and that's not what the report said as well. But I think feel like that is the way it's portrayed. Um, but and I that I could uh, even live <coughs> with turning round and saying that Scottish cricket is in or cricket Scotland is institutionally racist. I, I'm not saying I necessarily agree with that. But well, I'm not no, but that, that yeah. and I think that cricket Scotland being institutionally racist and Scottish cricket being yes. institutionally racist are not the same thing. Yeah, and I feel like that is the perception is that they are one and the same, and it's not. It's you. I, I, cricket clubs are one of the most diverse, culturally diverse places that you will find in our communities. But um, I, I also don't just think that we're being the Scottish cricket, the game in Scotland is being portrayed as institutionally racist. I believe there are parties, external parties, who I would be shocked if they've ever actually attended a proper yeah, Scottish 100%. club cricket game, whether it be in the East West or in our in yeah. our area. Yeah. Who they're not just portraying it as institutionally racist, they're just portraying it as racist. Yeah. Yeah. And it's to suit their own agendas, and I think that's wrong. We want to be inclusive. I, I, agree. I believe we are. You look at other sports in this country, and we are far more inclusive. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Just that's yeah. not the story that's being sold. And to be honest, I feel like anybody who tries to sell that story is just getting chased out of town over it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think um, I will give a, a shout out to uh, another podcast because halfway up middle, oh, that's did, uh, terrible. I know. Gonna. But yeah, I think they they did an episode um, a couple of weeks ago. They did it far more justice than I think either of us could do it. Um, and if you have forty minutes, you've you've spent an hour listening to us. If you're listening still, Waffling so um, so yeah, if you've got a spare forty five minutes or whatever the length of their their podcast is, um, go listen to that. I, I would highly recommend it. But on that serious subject note i think we should wrap up this episode yeah we'll see everyone next week for our nec preview yep. show let uh, us know your thoughts how do you think the epl is going to go this year let us know uh on twitter at dibdobpod or in the comment section on youtube um and all the usual like share review tell, tell your, your pals your, yeah your granny as well um tell all of them uh and uh yeah, this is us settling back into a weekly rhythm. So we're here with you every week. Well, yep. mostly every week. Calm's moving house in the summer. How selfish. Um, so we might miss that just week. just need to do the ground maintenance and not get soaked and then have to sit in a car <laughs> for 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, this is us back to, back to being regular. Um, so we hope we have you along for the ride all summer. Um, and we'll speak to you again next week. Bye, everyone.